Somebody once told me, a good teacher is a teacher that gives the message different ways. So it's the same message, but given many different ways. So for example, we see the message that Christ taught to his disciples. It was mainly one message, but he gave different examples. He spoke through parables. He spoke through different examples. He's, he did miracles. He gave different examples. Like Christ lived a life of a great teacher, a person who continued to teach little by little, teaching a person by repeating, but not by just repetition, not by just saying the same message. The gospel, if you read even from the four gospels, you don't see the same just words repeated over and over. No, Christ being a good teacher taught us the same message, but different ways. The message of today is a very interesting one. And again, it's covered over three days. And this is the story of the fig tree. And when we think of the fig tree, we can talk about different aspects of the fig tree. But the first thing we have to understand is, what is the fig tree? Why is this such a big deal? And why is Christ using this tree as an example? The first thing we see, we have to know about the tree, is just like many trees, the tree's purpose is to bear fruit. So the tree's purpose is to bear fruit. Now, the problem that Christ saw in this tree was that the, the gospel, uh, St. Mark wrote something very specific. He said, for Christ was hungry. So Jesus was hungry, Mark 11. Jesus, Jesus was hungry. And when you're hungry, you look for an option to eat. Like when we're driving and we're hungry, we're looking for, you know, a Taco Bell on the way somewhere. We're looking for somewhere to stop and to enter and to get food. Now, let's use the example of the Taco Bell, because I'm sure many of us have been, been supporting all the Taco Bells in the valley. So when we're thinking of that, when you see a Taco Bell and you're fasting and you're hungry and you see that the lights are on and you see that there's people inside, you're going to assume that there's food. You're going to go into the drive-thru, you're going to pull up into uh, the parking lot to go inside. You're going to assume the sign says open, you're going to assume that you have a chance to eat. That's what Christ did. Christ is walking, he's hungry, and back then, it's a different type of drive-thru, the trees. And he went, and he saw a fig tree, and he went up to it. The fig trees are very specific. You can tell by their leaves, the way they're shaped, that it's a fig tree. So he saw from far away, oh, it's a fig tree. Let me go get a fig. So he goes up to the tree, and the tree is filled with leaves. And he tries to find a fruit, nothing there. Something interesting about fig trees is that the fruit comes before the leaves for fig trees. So 
if you have the if you if you ever see a, a fig tree, the fruit will come first. Then, after the fruit has been developed and uh, it continues to grow, then the tree starts growing leaves and it covers the tree. So when somebody sees a fig tree filled with tree, with leaves, they assume that it's filled with fruit as well. So Christ went, looked, and couldn't find a fig tree. How would that make him feel? How would it make us feel if we went and drove up to that Taco Bell and the lights are on, everything is there. It says open and I'm hungry and there's no one inside or there's no, they don't have any tacos or whatever. And the idea is you look at that and now you get frustrated. You get frustrated because it's not doing its purpose. It's not fulfilling its purpose. The fig tree in this story was not fulfilling its purpose. And Christ got upset. Christ got upset. Yesterday, there was another situation where Christ got upset. Where he entered into the temple. And if we look at what happens in the temple at the time, so there's, there's two ways of looking at the story. So the first is we know that the, the people were using it as a big festival. They were using it as a marketplace. They're using the temple as a marketplace. So because they were using it as a marketplace, Christ went in and cleaned the temple and called them You've turned it into a den of thieves. And you've ruined what the temple was supposed to be used for. And then at that moment, he got mad. He got angry and turned the tables. And he cleansed the temple. Again, he cleansed the temple for two reasons. One, the temple is used for worship. It's supposed to be used for prayer. People didn't go hang out. They, the temple didn't have a youth center. Like the temple was there just for prayer. And when they went to pray, when he went to check out the temple, he couldn't pray because they were using it for something else. Imagine you come here Sunday morning. You're prepared to come to liturgy. You're, you come in early. And we've turned these chairs into something like we've we moved the chairs and we're hanging out here you should be upset that the church is not used for its proper purpose the other thing that Christ was trying to explain to them was that the the sacrifices that they were using what else did he clean out he didn't just clean out the the money changers and the, and and the, um, all the market stuff. He cleaned out all the animals. He cleaned out all the, the, the animals. And the animals were there for sacrifices. In temples, they, remember the Old Testament law? They used to sacrifice the animals. But Christ cleansed it because no, that's not the way of sacrifice anymore. He was ex explaining to them that he was the ultimate sacrifice, that there's no more need for animals. You don't have to have animals at church anymore. 
That's it. It's just me. That's why we have the Eucharist and we don't have just slaughtered animals everywhere because we have Christ. So he is the ultimate sacrifice. So this yesterday and today is about what is our purpose. We have to realize how we live. Are we living according to our purpose? Once we decide we're not living, or once we decide to live against our purpose, at that moment, we are not living with God anymore. At that moment, we're living a hypocritical life. And the fig tree symbolizes hypocrisy because from the outside, it looks fantastic. The fig tree looked beautiful from the outside, but it didn't bear any fruits. It was missing its purpose. When we look at the fig tree, we think of two stories. We think of this story, and there's a story, the first story ever said in the Bible is the story of Adam and Eve. And when Adam and Eve were living in the garden, they were living naked, they were free, and they had no concerns over anything. Once they sinned, they used fig trees, fig leaves to cover themselves. This fig that they cover themselves, Christ came to reverse this. Christ, we call Christ a second Adam. And Christ came to reverse the sin of Adam and Eve and to reverse everything that happened in the original time with Adam and Eve. So when he came, he cursed the fig tree for that purpose as well. Because, of, because we use it to cover. Now we have to ask ourselves, why do we cover our sins? So the first thing is, we cover, we cover ourselves because we're embarrassed. We're embarrassed. We're embarrassed to reveal what we're doing. Throughout the gospel, Christ teaches us to expose, to be vulnerable. In order to be fully changed, we have to be able to open and, and to, to, com to completely expose ourselves to God. What was the first thing Adam and Eve did after they covered themselves with fig, fig leaves? They hid. They, they hid. And they imagined, they, they believed that they can hide from God. And reading that story, we might look at that story and like, how are they hiding? Like, how, how can they hide possibly from God? They're playing like hide and seek with God. They're, it's ne they're never going to win. But God teaches... God, we look at that and we laugh at them. We say, how can you, how can we have, uh, how can Adam and Eve hide from God? But we do the same thing. When we sin, many times it's in private. When we sin, it's not always in a public place, right? When we sin, it's behind closed doors. 
It's without anyone knowing. It's without anybody seeing me. And we think that we can hide it from, from everybody. Can we hide it from people? Yes. We can hide it from people. Absolutely, we can hide it from people. Because when we hide it from people, I mean, people aren't with us all the time. People can't see us through walls. People can't see us when we have our doors closed. People can't see us when we're alone. People can't see us. But can we hide from God? No. We can't hide from God. God sees everything that we do. And there's no fear in exposing ourselves to God. Because God didn't come to question. God didn't come to yell at us. He came to heal us. He came to transform us. That, that's what this week is about. He came to take us from death to life. That's what the word Bascha means, Passover. This Passover is from death to life. The second thing is the lack of fruits. Many times, we don't have fruits to show. We don't have fruits to show God or to give God. In uh, the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 7, verses 15 to 20, he says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. When we, the, the idea of Christianity is to bear fruit, is to continue to be rooted in Christ, to continue to be rooted in Christ, to grow in Christ, so that we may bear fruit. It's not enough to be rooted. It's not enough to just be here and to look like a nice, healthy tree. It's not enough. Just like Christ taught us in the example of the fig tree. It's not enough to come to church. I know that we, we grow, we grow up thinking it's like we have to come to church and that's it. That's the first step. We need the church. We need to come to church. But it's not just about coming to church. Because I can come to church on Sunday and live very far from God on Monday. And, and that's a message that Christ is trying to teach us in a really strong way. He didn't just ignore the tree. If he ignored the tree, we would have said, oh, God didn't like that tree. He's upset with the tree. He cursed the tree. And he said, let no man, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. He, the tree was no longer 
functioning. It was a dead tree. This idea of covering ourselves and not bearing fruit is what is scary about our lives as Christians. That we have to ask ourselves, are we living according to the right purpose or not? The third thing is the type of sacrifice that we give. So th this day is about two different, uh, two different leaves. Yesterday was palm leaves, and the church was decorated, right? Everywhere, outside, inside, everywhere you looked, there was palms. And today it was about fig leaves. The palm leaves had a purpose. They were there to celebrate Christ entering into Jerusalem. The fig tree also has a purpose. The fig tree was there, is there to hide our sin. So the sacrifice comes from, from inside. Are we willing to push ourselves to make to bear fruit? Think of if anybody knows anything about gardening, you know that it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of strategy, it takes a lot of planning, it takes a lot of planning as far as where, where there's going to be good soil, where there's going to be um, uh, sun, sunlight coming down. You have to water the plants because we don't get any rain here, so we have to plan to water it. So we have to plan and, and, and focus and do that. The trees don't bear fruits by themselves. They need, it's a work in progress in order for them to bear good fruit. When we look at, when we look at um, this week, we call this week Holy Week, right? Call this week Holy Week. It's not the week that's supposed to be holy. It's us that through this week become holy. That this is a, a, a transforming week for us. We start, we see, we start with the unction of the sick on Friday, where we receive healing for our condition. Then we see a friend of Christ die on Saturday morning and rise up. Christ rise, uh, uh, rose Lazarus from the dead. So we start this week with an example of death to life. And then we see we live the rest of the week in order for us to die and rise up again with Christ. This week is not about just the church being holy. The church is holy with or without us. The week is holy with or without us. It's about us, our holy week, our Passover, for us to go from death to life. There's an example of a grain of wheat. A grain of wheat, when, when it's 
the only way it can grow, the only way it can be a positive uh, um, growth is if it dies. We must first die in order to grow. And we must die with Christ in order to grow with Christ. So when we look at, when we look at the, the idea of the grain of wheat, when we, when we, when something, we must die first in order for us to rise again. That's what this week is about. That's what the idea of the cleansing of the temple. Christ didn't clean the temple later in the week. He wanted us to start this week, the, the, the week early enough to clean inside. Because you know what? The rest of the week will not matter. The rest of the week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, will not matter if we ourselves aren't cleansed. If we ourselves are not willing to do the right thing as far as as far as dying to ourselves, cleansing ourselves. So the question is how? The last, the last question. How, how do we get to this point? How do we bear forth fruit? How do we reach the point where I could say to myself, this is my purpose, this is what, what God had in mind for me, and this is where I need to go. And that only happens when we let God cleanse us himself. The temple, think about how Christ could have done things. Christ could have went up to the disciples or went up to the Pharisees and told them, I don't, I don't like how things are here. I need you to clean the temple. It wouldn't have been the right thing to do. Christ himself went and cleansed the temple. Christ himself went to the fig tree and cursed it. The idea that in order for us, we need, in order for us to start right with Christ, to return back to Christ, to live a life of repentance, we have to ask Christ to help us. So as we continue this week, let's remember to one, what is my purpose? Remember that Adam and Eve were created according to God's likeness and according to his image. In his image and according to his likeness. So this concept is for us. So we are, we are made, we are called to be just like Christ. And that's how we should live. And we have to ask ourselves, are we on the right way or not? The second thing to ask ourselves, are we hiding anything from God? Are we hiding anything? Are we, are we just a bunch of leaves hiding? Do we look good on the outside? Do we look good on the outside but are not really living a godly life on the inside? Three, are we bearing any fruit? Well, the, Christ asks us to bear fruit. He uses the example of fruit all the time. He even talks, St. Paul talks about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. This idea that it will be known. Our actions will proclaim that we're Christian. It's not what you wear. It's not how you speak. It's not what you look like. 
It's how you live your life that makes you a Christian. And lastly, are we willing to work with Christ to change our life, to cleanse our temple, to cleanse, to, 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 to get me back on track so that this week could be a real holy week for me, a real week for me to be transformed, a week to go to pass over from death to life and to rise up with Christ at the end and glory be to God forever.